Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But as usual, we've got to tell you about our good friends over at SAGME, bringing us the Promotions E-Show coming up in October. So we've got a little video clip for you guys. Uh, Stay tuned. Sagney is thrilled to be hosting the all-new Promotions East. New dates, new location, and new experience. Join us October 17th through the 19th at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, where we will meet, stay, and play all in one place. Registration is now open for distributors. Visit promotionseast.com forward slash attend and use promo code PC2022 to claim your free registration. Check out promotionseast.com for all the details and follow Sagney on social media. I am not going to lie, this video ad reads are so much better than me talking for 30 seconds, to be honest. I just can't wait for Promotions East. I am literally so excited. I think we're going live there, too. Steven, you're coming, right? Yeah, of course. He has to, because it's the, we're going live. Uh, t- TBD. I am sending two people for sure, though. So awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. It's right before my daughter's birthday, and I get back from a work trip two days before it. So I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> so. It's right after my birthday. So, you know, I have to be there. <laughs> well, right. excited. Fair enough. Well, yes, Promotions East, October 17th through the 19th. Uh, if you're not already registered, get registered. It's going to be an awesome show. Really looking forward to it. But we are joined today, like I said, by, uh, or I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. So why don't we say hey to, uh, to Stephen McFadden. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's good to be live. You know, yeah, I feel like it's been a minute, so this this is great. So it is good to be live. It is good to be live, and I still see that uh, you've got the the CAS next to the name. I'm assuming that you haven't beaten Meg to the race to MAS yet. Maybe I'm sandbagging. Maybe I've made some progress, and maybe I just need to put it in a new. Meg, title you know, person. you should probably just get this thing done to like have the bragging rights. Like it would be it would be good. And I'll let you know, I, I'm unavailable for the next week or so, Meg. So if you want to get it done this week, you'll beat me. Just, just as I'll be a, right on that. Just as a heads up. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a challenge. <laughs> anyway. Meg, how are you doing this week? You doing all right? I'm doing okay. I've had a really, um, just a crazy week. We've been in these product preview meetings for next year. Um, learn about all the cool products and, and new trends. Um, I've been working out. I've been going to jujitsu. I'm bruised and swollen, but I'm feeling good. I'm really good. You look swole. I mean, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last uh, last two or three weeks have been absolutely insane. Uh, crazy, crazy busy, but uh, super excited for this podcast. Glad that we're live again and uh, excited that we're joined today by Kevin Oakley. Kevin, how are you doing today? Man? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me. 
Awesome. Well, for the folks that are listening, it is customary for us to give our, our, uh, our listeners a good, you know, or our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us who you are, what you've been up to, and maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and uh, what you've been up to since. So take it away, man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my partner Shane and I, we started actually screen printing in high school. Uh, we come from a band background. So, uh, you know, we really started touring right around when I was like 15 or 16. Um, and quickly realized there wasn't very much money in selling CDs, those types of things back then, CDs. But um, the uh, the big the biggest way we were able to make any money was selling T-shirts. Um, long story short, we we bought some shirts from a friend in Sacramento. <clears throat> Came by to pick them up, and he was like, "Oh, I just have to print them still." And we're like, "What do you mean? Where's your shop?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just in the garage." And we're like, "It's in your garage." So we saw a setup, and uh, my partner Shane's like, "Hey." we could do this ourselves. So, you know, we just bought like a small tabletop press, uh, put it in his mom's spare bedroom. And, uh, you know, we just started there, you know, and then we upgraded to the garage and, you know, now we occupy right around 30,000 square feet. Um, but yeah, where I really got in touch with the promotional product space was, uh, really through contract printing, uh, you know, through some local distributors here. We, you know, again, we came from a band background. We had no idea what the promotional product industry was at that time. And uh, a local distributor came to us and he was like, Hey, you know, we have the situation where we supply you with the shirts and you guys just print it. And you know, that's kind of the situation. And we're like, Oh, that seems a little strange. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to send you like a bunch of orders. And we're like, well, that sounds pretty good. So we, uh, yeah, so we, we, we uh, started working with them. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, so now we kind of focus a lot as uh, we're still in the promotional product space. We focus a lot with, uh, companies who run uh, company stores that that's really a, a place like where we uh, where we shine you know so setting up those initial designs those types of things and being able to produce the product drop ship to individual locations so um but yeah awesome so yeah i mean that is obviously why we've got you on here today we're talking about what you guys have been up to i know uh, meg has filled us in quite a bit and said that uh, you're doing a ton of on-demand printing and we want to talk about on-demand printing and how sustainable that is uh so why don't you uh get, maybe give us a little bit of background about you know your company and, and how you've gotten into the on-demand stuff yeah for sure so uh i'd say about in 2018 uh you know as we've always been uh screen printing you know uh digital printing had really kind of come into play, uh, but it just was never at a quality level that we felt really good about. In about 2018, a machine came out that we felt, okay, cool, we can put this out uh, as well as, uh, to kind of match the quality of our screen printing. And with that, we were like, okay, so we're gonna do digital printing, we're gonna be doing one-offs, what's like the best place for that to happen? And we kind of stumbled across on-demand, uh, you know, print-on-demand, that whole uh, space as it was really coming coming about. And uh, we, we kind of looked into it and we're like, man, this is really great because, you know, we're all very aware that the, you know, the apparel, the fashion space, it just contributes so much waste into the world. You know, whether it's just product that's never sold, it's put into a landfill in some countries, it's burned, uh, you know, so it just creates an insane amount of pollution. And we're like, wow, what a great opportunity to get into this space where every single shirt that we print has already been sold. So we're, we're not doing any of these like 10,000 piece runs of just one design. Every single piece is going to be unique and it's going to be shipped out to a person that's already purchased it. So we really invested a lot into that because 
the digital printing machines themselves are, are pretty expensive, but the actual workflow and the technology that it takes to take a design from a website directly to a printer and ship it out and still be very, and still be in a price range that somebody's going to want to pay um, was, was the most difficult part. So. Can you really quickly tell us the difference um, for people, for our listeners who may not know the difference between on demand and then just regular, you know, regular print shop, those two differences or the differences between the two shops? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm sure most of your listeners that are buying from SNS Activewear, of course, um, you know, you'll buy a hundred pieces. You'll either, you're either printing it yourself, you're drop shipping to a contract decorator. Uh, they make screens, they, you know, put the screens up on the press. Whereas with on demand, what we're doing is we're, uh, we have an integration into Shopify. So somebody will download our app into Shopify. They will create a product and that product will then be pushed live to their Shopify store. And the only time that we'll ever create that product is once it's ordered on the end consumer side. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big departure from having to, you know, bulk screen print a hundred pieces, inventory them, and then put them live onto your Shopify store to then sell. Whereas we're, we're doing, we're, we're cutting down a lot of that time. And again, reducing a lot of that waste. Uh, but yeah, so every single shirt that we're doing on demand is a one, one off unique piece. No, I really do like that because it does cut back on waste. Um, what I really like to do and instead of just making the whole show about sustainability is maybe talk about the pros and cons. If you're a new brand, because we get that a lot. I know, Stephen, you probably hear all the time being a distributor. We hear it through our customers about, you know, their customers wanting to start their own brand, right? To have their own t-shirt brand. And, and I'm sure you saw it a lot, Kevin, in that music space. Like the musicians want their own brand. There's a lot of private labeling involved. We see a lot more hairway tags now on the apparel side because of that. Um, and we're always saying, you know, you can, you can do it really quickly with a little transfers or, a, you know, a lot easier that way or, or some type of label. But um, let's go into some pros and cons and in, in doing that. Um, you know, first off, I guess you have the, the cost. Of it, the, let's talk about the cost. You know, let's play, yeah. let's play that out first. I think that's a big one because most people may not understand the cost involved for both of them. Yep. So uh, cost is the is probably the biggest difference right now. So as we go into bulk, the higher the you order, generally the lower the per piece cost is. Whereas with on demand, we're looking at a fixed cost. So let's just say uh, we're selling a Gildan 5000 with a front print and a printed sizing label, like you mentioned, for anywhere from eight to ten dollars on demand. Well, we all know that if we were to purchase a thousand, ten thousand of those, we're probably getting our cost back down to about four to six, five dollars. You know, um, you know that's that's a little bit that could be a little bit high. So you know, you're you're kind of almost talking about a hundred percent increase. But again, you're having the the flexibility of having that one piece at a time. Um, and if something doesn't sell, like let's just say we're investing a thousand into a thousand pieces and they just don't move. You know, so that's not great for our customer. And it's definitely not great for us because we're, they're going to lose confidence. They're going to start buying less and less and less. So then your, your price is going to go up anyways. So give them a shot, go to an on-demand model where you can try a new design out, try a new product out. Um, but yeah, that I would say right now, the cost is like really the, the hardest part, but um, with everything in technology, it's going to get better and faster and cheaper over time. So. so, Kevin, it's interesting um, yeah. listening to your story. I, I, I feel like this is one of those times where 
um, our, our company had tried to make a similar move and were too early. The technology wasn't ready. So we, we had yeah. uh, old MS1s and MS2 uh, digital print beds. Um, and it was at the time where printing on black seemed like a, a crazy phenomenon, like in the digital print world. You had <laughs> right. to do pre-treating and we had paint guns with pre-treatment spray and like floors were like just covered in the stuff. And it was just such a slow process too, where when we were trying to make timetables for, for pricing, it was time-based. It wasn't even, um, you know, quantity based. It was like at a certain point we can only print so many pieces per hour, you know? And, um, it's, it's really interesting to see how we've got out of that completely. We're like, there's, there's no way we're going <laughs> to keep up with this type of machinery. Um, but, there's new things in apparel like um, direct to direct to film even, which is becoming super popular. Um, so instead of having the, the screen print and the digital, even it's, you know, you can just print all of the labels, right. And then heat press them on demand. And then there's uh, higher end digital print machines. So it's, it's getting where the technology is, is it fits, you know, with the market a lot better. Um, is that what you've kind of seen as you've entered the space that it's every day, it seems like something else is coming out to make it easier or, or better. It, absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're, you're totally right. Especially the pre-treat and the spray gun. I mean, the pre-treat is like the worst part because yeah, it's so sticky. It gets everywhere. It's, it's yeah. never fun to work with. Um, but yes, no, I, I say even over the last three years, you know, uh, you, you're starting to see, uh, a lot, cheaper on the ink price, you know, so I'd say over in the last six to seven years, the, the cost of ink is probably reduced to a quarter of what it was. Um, so, and now you have some third party ink vendors coming into play. So that's going to become even more competitive. Um, and then I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you think about on-demand printing, it's more so like a, a thinking about embroidery, right? Because yeah, you can only stitch so many stitches in a minute. Whereas you're you're exactly right. You can only print so many square inches in a, in a in a minute. So whereas screen printing, you know, we could print you know 600, 700 pieces an hour, regardless if it's one color or thirteen color. Um, so yeah, I, I completely see it getting faster uh, to where it's. I'd say in probably in the next like five years, people are going to probably not be starting so many screen printing shops. They're going to be starting digitally printing digital printing shops, just because of the ease of access. Yeah, I, I um have actually had some discussions with some pretty large printers, and they're they're transitioning to to direct to film. Um, but yeah. instead of having large uh, setups with dryers and you know um, you know big round tables, they're they've got a printer that's you know this big that can print out a thousand logos on a giant sheet instead of, you know, having to have huge, you know, 16 round screen print machines and no dryers, you know, it's just heat press rows and it's gotta be a cleaner process. Um, you know, less ink, less waste, all of that. Um, I, I know you did mention one of the, the, um, the key points is, is the reduced waste. Um, how do you, how do you deal with having inventory though? Like, cause you still have to bulk buy the, the blanks, right? Is that something that you guys have figured out a, a nice way to kind of capture that part of it as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, so part of it is we do carry a lot of inventory in our warehouse. So, because that's another part of on demand, that's really important as far as getting, getting product to people fast, because you're trying to essentially say that this was already on the shelf to the end consumer to say, Hey, you know, and 
but it really wasn't, you know? So we still need to be fast. So within that three time frame window, um, the, or like a five day turn time window, um, we want to have a lot of those top selling SKUs in our warehouse so that we're able to pull the same day the order comes in, we can pick it and hopefully print within the next day or two to get that shipped out. Uh, what we've actually been doing to expand our catalog is really leveraging people like SNS because we do have uh, a warehouse within a one-day ship where we can actually leverage a lot of their inventory and do bulk buys through them and ha have the orders come next day so that we're picking directly out of those boxes. And then we can expand our catalog because uh, as, as you talked about direct-to-film, you know, now with the advent of direct-to-film, we're no longer worrying about being able to print on polyester or any of these blends or yeah. any of these these types of things. So, sorry, I had to unmute my lawn. People decided to just show up. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, the the borough has a strip of grass out here, like literally in front of my window, that they come to mow however often. And it's like, of course, like during a live podcast is exactly. I know. Sure. Sure. I know. You know what? You guys deal with your lawn care crew. I'll I'll handle this. Okay. Um, you were saying about um, that that one day ship, and I think that's a really big part of what SNS has done is try to position ourselves um, as a one to one to two day ship to the entire industry to cut back on that because we're finding that we're seeing a lot more of this on demand take over this industry. Um, you're doing smaller pools, and people are like bringing their own trucks, you know. And I've also seen just being um, on the supplier side and being a um, people either do DTG really, really well, like yourself, or they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I have a machine, I just have to sell it. So what's the in-between? Like, what, is, what are they doing wrong? Is it they just didn't market enough to keep that machine running? Or like, was it just not their niche? Or what, what do you see when that happens? Yeah, a great point. There is a huge gap as far as like the the level and quality of machines uh kind of what steven was talking about with pre-treat i mean there's you could have a spray gun and spraying pre-treat on or you have something like ours where we have you know we're pre-treating exactly where we're supposed to be printing you know so and, and, it, and it's like and kevin you guys have shirts now that come pre-treated already right there are those as well yeah mm -hmm. so there's there's some of the shirts that are already being pre-treated uh but yeah, so you we're printing like we have the exact amount of grams that of pre-treat we're putting on a shirt down to, you know, within one to two grams. Whereas with a spray gun, you could be a little heavy handed and, you know, those types of things. So there's there's the low end, which, you know, is it could be anywhere from, let's just say $10,000 to get into DTG. And then there's some, you know, really enterprise level machines that are go all the way up to 700,000, you know, to get into DTG. So it really just depends on the level that you want to sink into it. And I, it, for us as stoked on printing, if we go into something, we go into it and we're going to make sure we're going to do it well, you know, so we invest the capital, we invest the time and the resources to make sure that the end of the day, it doesn't make any sense to put out a product that nobody's going to wear because that's just equally as wasteful as putting a thousand shirts into the dump, you know? Hey, so big picture here with, with on demand, um, I think the next evolution is obviously taking it in addition to apparel to product, you know, and, and I'm, I'm curious to know your guys' opinion on when and well, when and where, I guess the feasibility of, of that would be. And I think 
as we've touched on a couple of times, because it's a time-based issue, you know, no one wants to buy huge quantities of products with no discount or at a higher premium. So I'm just wondering, what do we think that we're, you know, close to seeing that the equipment can handle product um, in large formats? Like, what do you guys think? Yes, absolutely. Um, so really, it, it is just a matter of time. I mean, we're already uh, we're already doing testing with laser capability. So being able to laser engrave on uh, for in, for the promo space, we're talking like USBs, uh, drinkware, all of those types of things, as well as there's already UV printers that we're able to send a rip into that you could do a full color phone case, uh, all of those types of things that you can you, you could realistically all do. The issue is, like you said, we do have to have that inventory on the shelf. So, you know, we have to have, you know, maybe a thousand pieces of that phone case or that drinkware to really s- replicate because uh, to, to speak to your customer base, I think there's an entirely huge opportunity when you're talking about company stores being on demand and no longer having to have those thresholds of like maybe a hundred employee company store thresholds. You can go down to 10, 15 because you do have that cost in setting up the store. However, uh, you're able from there on out to just run that store in perpetuity and it just flows through. There's, you know, there's a lot of ways to automate those invoices and those transactions too. Yeah. So Kevin, I've got a question for you. Since you said that you're integrated with Shopify, um, I mean, is there is there a sustainable way or a feasible way to do this with traditional screen printing? Or is it really only a DTG, direct-to-garment type of printing situation that's, that's capable of doing the on-demand stuff, like uh, economically? You know, you could. You totally can. Uh, you know, there's still the pre-order model of, of getting to say, like, hey, instead of this shipping out in three days, this might ship out in two weeks where you then just batch the, all the orders that came in, and then you just move that to screen print. Um, you for sure can do that. We, we move, we, we don't, we try not to do that too much because again, we're really just trying to streamline the process. So to make sure that the customer's having the same experience, whether they buy this shirt or this shirt. Um, but yes, no, you totally can batch things, especially as you're talking about larger clientele that's pushing a lot of volume in a short amount of time. When you say, oh gosh, we just got 2,000 pieces overnight from this release. Hey, let's throw that on the press. We'll knock it out in a couple hours and then be able to ship it out. Sure. Yep. Meg, you look like you've got some more questions. Sure, if you want to hear the weed whacker. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think what I like to see it in this this realm is a lot of the stores. I think it really works for the company stores, the um, online stores, the the school stores, the sports stores, the influencer stores. You guys do a really good job with that. Is there any advice that you can give to somebody that that wants to do this and, you know, like like first steps or where to start? Yeah, um, I think learning about Shopify and all the things that that platform can do for yourself as well as companies is a huge thing. Like that company's not going away, and if anything, they're becoming the gold standard for uh, any like companies of all sizes as well as influencers, local businesses to start and to have an online presence, you know, and be able to create a full uh, website. And then have all that e-commerce product back end as well. So I, I think looking into Shopify, those types of things, because there are some other solutions. We have our own free store solution as well, but it's not robust. The things that you can, once you download Shopify, the the power of the, the back end marketing, all the apps that they have in their app store is just unmatched, in, really, in my opinion. 
Nice. Thank you. I think that's a really good idea. And I, I agree with you on the pre-ordering thing. It's not ideal, but to reduce waste, I know when we do that for promo cares or for the PPS live concert series, we're holding these fundraisers. And the last thing we want to do is over-order, right? Because it takes yeah. out your margin. So we're having to pre-order, but I do like having this on-demand setup, which also brings me into the next small topic of fulfillment. How does this play into it with the print shop versus on demand when it comes to fulfillment? Is it the same? Is it easier? Is it harder? Oh, it's so much easier <laughs> um, because, you know, traditional fulfillment takes space, right? And, and we all know anybody who deals with fulfillment, you, you know about dead space, right? That product that somebody needed a hundred of this product and they just had to have it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to sell it to you, but I know it's going to sit on the shelf for forever. Um, you know, and then you have to have that conversation. How, you know, at what point are we replacing that inventory? Do you guys want us to ship it to you? Um, and this, you completely remove that. You no longer have any dead inventory. You no longer have any dead space. So everything in our on-demand side of the fulfillment, we're, we're turning over daily. You know, we have incoming orders uh, to replace, but we're just, we're constantly turning that over. So we're, we're really able to reduce our footprint when it comes to that. But there just still are certain products that just cannot be done on demand that you still have to have that fulfillment. But it's it's what we call hybrid uh, fulfillment, you know, so we could still have, um, let's just say a, a keychain or, you know, something like that, like a, a speaker that we have, uh, we have the speaker and then we have an on demand shirt, we're able to bin those and able to ship them out at the same time. So nice. That's impressive. Now, Steve, as a as a distributor that does some production and, and fulfillment yourself, I mean, is direct to garment or the um, the on demand stuff ever been something that you guys have considered there with what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we do that with embroidery. Um, so that's you know a lot of our apparel stores and things. We don't have, and we actually, I don't want to say take it one step further. It's just different. Um, we don't even order the goods, so we don't even sit on in the inventory. We just kind of order it as they order, um, you know, it, to, you know, take away from that space like you were talking about for, for what we need. Because um, there are some groups out there that have shipping programs that we kind of bought into that allow us to do one at a time. Um, but, yeah, from, from a fulfillment standpoint, we do tons of that most of ours are client-owned inventory of fulfillment so it's different than on-demand fulfillment and it's more of the yeah. dead space and more of the inventory management so uh we're hybrid as well <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say that hybrid is very stressful just from being on the end of it and having to see like i can't get the inventory the, the richardson 112 yeah. were there yesterday were there you, you know it is it is yeah. interesting there are there are a lot of things um you know when you have when you have a platform like shopify it's it's great when you have the inventory i know there's some some newer stores that are coming out um i think like tony wavering and his group they've got the the oh, 10 yeah. the, oh, the 10 well they have 10 merch uh 10 merch is their web store platform which fully integrates with the um uh promo uh standards so you can link inventory so people like aren't able to order things that are out of stock and it's about a one hour uh, delay. So instead of it being a one day delay or two day delay, you actually know as long as you get that order in when they put the order in, <laughs> the pieces will still be there. So That's there's, nice. there's, there's new things that are coming out, um, which I think will help people that don't have the space for an on-demand inventory, but do want to do some sort of on-demand. There's that, there's some stuff out there, which is exciting. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Very cool. Meg, Stephen, any other questions to ask Kevin while we've got him? Man, I don't think so. I feel like I will after I hang up just because I'm really into this kind of stuff, obviously. And I love it. And I love all the stuff that you're doing on social media. Kevin, can you tell um, our, our listeners where they can find you on social media to see all the cool stuff that you guys are doing? Yeah. So our the biggest place we uh, post is Instagram. So it's Instagram.com backslash stoked on printing. Um, we also have a YouTube as well as I post on LinkedIn every single day. Um, so if you want to follow me on LinkedIn as well, it's just it's search my name, Kevin Oakley. Um, but yeah, those are the, the best places to to find us. And, and we're, uh, again, on Instagram, we post every day as well. So very cool. That's great. Yeah. yeah, you guys have a really big following there. And I think it's great. I love it. I love it. See, see, seeing what people are doing, it kind of humanizes you. I've seen a bunch of interviews with you that you've done with Belly Canvas and SNS. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited. This is the first time I've, I've gotten to meet you. So it was really nice to meet you. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show. It really was your wealth of information. So thank you. Awesome. No, thank you all for having me. And it, it was really great to uh, talk with you all. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Thank you for joining us and to talk with us about the uh, the on-demand printing and the sustainability of the model and all that good stuff. So really excited. Uh, and uh, again, we'll uh, we'll take it out with our sponsors from this week, our good friends over at Sagney. Uh, talk about Promotions East again, yeah? Sagni is thrilled to be hosting the all-new Promotions East. New dates, new location, and new experience. Join us October 17th through the 19th at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, where we will meet, stay, and play all in one place. Registration is now open for distributors. Visit promotionseast.com forward slash attend and use promo code PC2022 to claim your free registration. Check out promotionseast.com for all the details and follow Sagney on social media. Kevin, thanks again for joining us. Meg, Stephen, looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And until next time, guys, take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.